Episode 4, A Conversation with Sean Self. Welcome to Six Degrees or Less. I'm your host, Seth McCauley. I created this podcast to specifically focus on the art of relationshiping. What is relationshiping? Well, it's a word that I made up. You see, I don't think the term networking really does justice to what it is we're talking about here. The word networking implies that there's work involved when there really shouldn't be. The word networking gets associated with an event that you attend at a specific location at a specific time with a specific group of people. That's not at all what we're talking about. I want to focus on how we build, cultivate, and share meaningful professional relationships. Networking is a state of mind, not an event. It's about actively listening to others, being open to sharing your story with others, and actually engaging with others. This podcast is a collection of conversations with my guests to help you understand what real networking is and isn't. Thank you for joining me on this journey and for tuning in to Six Degrees or Less. Thank you for tuning in to Six Degrees or Less. I'm your host, Seth McCauley, and I'm joined today by Sean Self. Sean is the president and CEO of Self Opportunity, based here in the DFW area. And, uh, and I'm excited about this conversation and uh, look forward to uh, hearing his take on networking and relationshiping. Well, thanks, Seth. I appreciate you uh, having me on and uh, good to talk to uh, all the listeners. Uh, I'm excited. I've known Seth uh, uh, quite a while now, and uh, this is really interesting and I think a very timely subject for a lot of people. So I thought I'd start by talking a little bit about our connection and how and, and when we got connected. Uh, kind of my, my version, if you will, and, and then and then maybe you can kind of tell uh, the truth, you know, your version. <laughs> um, so so we yeah, it's been about close to five years. I was doing some math and thinking about it, and um, when I was working for Heartland Automotive, mm-hmm. uh, we were in desperate need of a uh, of a career site and a landing page and, and a way to drive candidate uh, flow and traffic and. To really clean things up and organize things and really get our message out there and so we turned to self-opportunity uh, to help us with that and, uh, and you guys did a phenomenal job with that uh, and then it, 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 it moved into a an RPO relationship where, uh, where you and your team helped us and augmented our staffing efforts and helped us fill some critical roles and um, and I always knew it. And my my time there uh, ended came to an end at the end of 2015, and and uh, in that September, you guys had invited me to uh, to speak at the meeting of the minds, and we can talk more about that, yeah. uh, what that is, and, and uh, a little bit later. But I always knew when I left Heartland, somehow I knew that um, that that wasn't the end for, for you and I. I think mm-hmm. I, I think we um, you know formed a, a a bond, a relationship. I think I just knew that somehow, some way. We would stay connected, um, and so yeah, part of it is maybe just I think we have kind of some some we're like-minded when it comes to, mm-hmm. to values and, and right. business and networking, and um, maybe it's the fact that we you know we both have a, a badass haircut. Um, <laughs> yours is more badass than mine because you've got you've got nothing. I still got <laughs> and I haven't bit. had anything for a long time. <laughs> I still got a little bit, but um, uh, but over the years we've we've stayed connected and uh, we've we've gotten together for lunch mm-hmm. and we, we've just uh, you've always been very uh, open with your uh, contacts and willing to help me and so I just I've always appreciated that and uh, thought it'd be great just to um, to have this conversation yeah. with you. So, so. I, I'm excited. You hit on a lot of good things and we didn't even talk about this before we started. But you know uh, I've been doing this a long time and I feel like some of my best friends are people that I work with on a daily basis and sometimes. Um, 
I don't talk to some of these HR professionals or recruiters, you know, for months on end, but we truly have a good bond. Similar to you, uh, when you went to your last position, uh, it really wasn't in our wheelhouse, so we didn't really do a whole lot of work together. Uh, but when we talked, it wasn't about work, it was about how you're doing generally, how your kids, your wife was pregnant at the time. I mm. mean, um, you think about maybe relocation. So uh, we we really talk about work, but it's maybe 10% of what our general conversations are, and they're genuine. You know when people are, really care about what you're looking for mm. or, or about you in general. So. Uh, we do. I think that's how we kind of started our bond is the fact that we were like-minded um, with the same kind of values and, and cares. So <clears throat> tell me if I've got this right. So you, you, uh, you graduated from University of North Texas, mm-hmm. got your, uh, your career start with in the restaurant hospitality space right. with a, a restaurant called Tia's. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent some time in operations and then somehow that morphed into a recruiting HR role. And you spent some time in a, with a staffing agency, and then October, and then I'm all like, this is all like the right. Cliff Notes version, right? right? Yeah. But then October 2001, you went out on, ventured out on your own, mm-hmm. uh, and started Self Opportunity. Correct. Talk to me about that that journey. How did uh, how did networking play a part? How did your connections? How did your relationships? I mean, right. how did you kind of what, what's the the just you know, kind of paint the picture a, for us? It's a, it's a really interesting story, Seth. Uh, I won't bore the listeners with a whole bunch of uh, in depth, but I will uh, like to expand on one piece of it, and that is uh, the truth of it is you just never know what you're going to be doing or how you're going to get there. You just have to kind of trust the journey. Um, I did not go to school to be a, in, in the restaurant business. I went to school to be uh, in the law enforcement. I actually got. Um, knew exactly what I wanted to do since I was a kid. I wanted to work for either the uh, FBI or the CIA, or I wanted to be. I wanted to save the world, and um, so I did. I graduated from University of North Texas with a uh, degree in psychology and criminal justice, and uh, I went to work for the DEA for four days. Um, four and, days. Uh, I was p- prepared to go down to South America and save the world. Uh, but right when I graduated, um, Reagan was in office and the war on drugs was kind of coming to an end. So they said, hey, if I came on, they were going to send me to West Virginia. And although I had just graduated, I hadn't been graduated for more than, I think, 12 days. I had to look on a map to find out where West Virginia was. So I was sulking awesome. uh, at, uh, at my current job, which was I was bartending. You, you know, it's right over there yeah. by Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to find out where Virginia was first. Uh and so I was sulking in my restaurant job, and the owner, uh, who is a restaurant genius and well-known in the restaurant industry named Larry Levine, came up to me and says, hey, what? I thought you were going, you were leaving us. And I said, man, I told him the story of what happened. And he says, well, why don't you forget about all this uh, Save the World stuff and come to me- work with me and make some real money? And for those that don't know, Larry Levine uh, <clears throat> was the founder of uh, Chili's. He sold Chili's to Norman Brinker. And he's probably thought of as one of the, um, really the godfathers of the restaurant industry. He's started more concepts than you can ever imagine. He's, you know, made a fortune 10 times over and probably lost it, started another concepts. But he's a restaurant genius. 
he took me under his wing and gave me an opportunity. And as they say, the kind of the, the rest is history. The rest so, is history. And and it kind of goes back to your whole relationship thing. Um, how many hourly employees does an average restaurant owner know? It's probably very few. Um, takes them for granted, maybe even. Well, Larry didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He cared about people. Uh, and, uh, you know, the best networking that I ever did as a young person was you know, telling him the truth of what I was struggling with. And uh, and he helped me find a solution that I would have never found. Uh, and I wouldn't be here today if if that wouldn't have, if that conversation wouldn't have t- taken place on a Monday afternoon at two o'clock when nobody was in the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You might have found a way to West Virginia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, it's just interesting to see how... Um, you know, sometimes the simplest, shortest, uh, at the time, most insignificant conversations um, lead to more conversations, lead to more conversations, and, and exactly. now you, you mm-hmm. know, here you are many years later in, in a place you never thought that you, you'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about, let, let's talk about, I guess, networking, or as I like to call it, relationshiping, right? So, mm-hmm. so what is, in your opinion, you know, what is networking, and, and, mm-hmm. and what is it not? Like, right. what's... What is good networking right. to you? What does that mean to you? What does that look like to you? Well, you know, uh, I, I've, it's a it's a fair question, and knowing this was coming up, I've, I've really spent some time, you know, thinking about it, um, thinking about myself, and thinking about others that I think do a really good job, quote unquote, networking. Uh, I'd like to start off with what I think networking is not. Mm-hmm. Um, networking is not about how can you help me, and I uh, unfortunately that. That sentence, that phrase, keeps me personally out of doing things that I probably should be doing when it comes to networking, mm-hmm. because I am a agency. I don't work for a, a you know um, a company. Uh, I don't want anybody to ever see me as that. Oh gosh, here comes another person looking for what can I do for him, right? Uh, yeah. Or can you do this for me? Type of deal. Um, so for me, what networking is, is just being available to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I, I do a, a conference that I'm sure we'll talk about later, yeah, you know, yeah. Meeting the Minds. But that whole conference is based around just being a really good person to other people that are like-minded and potentially your same industry. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing we've done really well for the restaurant industry, and we're trying to do that for other industries now, is just making sure people have somebody to turn to in tough times uh, so they can lean on to be able to help them maybe find a way not necessarily solve the problem but help them find a way uh, potentially out of their current situation we feel like the restaurant industry when HR and recruiting is a much tighter industry because of the relationships that we help build Mm-hmm. It's not a pat on our back, but we just believe in helping people try to find solutions. And so when I think of networking, I a, think of things that I'm truly interested in. Mm-hmm. Because if you put yourself out there and somebody says, yes, I'd like for you to be part of this networking group. Right. Well, typically, there's an end game to that thing. It's not just about networking. There's an end game. Uh, I'm on a couple boards now, uh, one that I really didn't want to be a part of. Because I, I've done something similar through church, and I know it's a lot of work, to be honest with you. Right. But it kept on coming back around where, hey, you need to be part of this. 
And so when I jumped in, I didn't jump in with one toe. I jumped in with two feet. Mm. And so my job on this on this board uh, is to really work and try to help find jobs for the disadvantage, uh, disadvantaged and disenfranchised. Oh, wow. But in the process, I've met some incredibly good people. But if I would have started this process it with, I want to meet some really good people first that could help me in my business, yeah. it just would have been disingenuine. Got it. And people would have saw through it so quickly. Mm. And so <laughs> uh, I think the number one thing for me is what networking is not. Yeah. Not so much what you can do with networking. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I talk a lot about this. Well, I talked about this in, in one of my uh, LinkedIn videos about um kind of self-serve microwave networking, you right. know, and, and a lot of times people go into it with the wrong mindset, right, right of, of, you know, what can I get out of it? Right. What can you do for me? Uh, how can you help me? What leads can you give me? And, and you know, we've got to think about flipping the script and think mm-hmm. about how can I help others? Exactly. How can I, what, what can I do for you? Who can I connect you to? And um, I, I love the this idea of kind of servant networking. Not, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, some would say servant leadership, servant use, right. but servant networking yep. and, and yeah it's so interesting you said that Seth again it's almost like we talked about this beforehand but uh, um, you know we have 30 something people that work here uh, I always tell people I only recruit one type of person because what we do is not rocket science I can teach anybody how to re- recruit mm-hmm. I can teach anybody how to use you know career builder monster or anything like that it's not but I only hire one type of person that's somebody that has a servant heart Mm -hmm. if they don't have a servant heart when they really generally want to help people I just they're just not my cup of tea because in the end what we're doing every day is we're trying to help people find jobs right trying to change their lives trying to go home and tell mom or dad uh, or husband or wife hey dad's got a, a new job you know what a great feeling that is to be in a recruiter, and that's why I've always said that this this industry that we're in is so cool because we get a chance to make a true difference in somebody's life. You know. So is that I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I'm thinking about the name self opportunity. Right. right. I, I think it, first of all, it's an awesome last name. Yeah. Like so, you you're well, blessed to have it, that. And it last never name. really helped me out my whole life. Until but I started but, this. but I mean when you, but but I mean like so when you were putting when you were like okay I got to write something on this form you know, right. creating this LLC whatever it is right like how did you come up what's the story behind self opportunity you know, what, what you just said right there I, I think what we needed what we wanted to be is we wanted to be an outlet for companies and for individuals to be able to come in and to kind of help themselves that's what we do we we're we're a helping group you know uh we we try to i don't have really one salesperson that works for us mm-hmm. not one i don't have one person that's full-time salesperson um and so how do we get the name out there what we're doing and it's really trying to be a good you know a steward to the industry mm-hmm. you know that's why we do the meeting of the minds we do it for no profit all the money goes to charity that we do uh, and we do it just as a gift back to the industry that's been really good to us, you know. And uh, not everything we touch works out. Sometimes we fall flat on our face, um, but we always go in with the, the right-minded about trying to do the right thing. So, so you, you mentioned something just a moment ago, and I was thinking about you know the the, the one type of person you hire, mm-hmm. and that reminds me that the the old adage, and I'm a big big believer in this, is you know hire for attitude, train for skill. Exactly. You know. Somebody, if somebody doesn't have you know the skills to do the job, those can be taught, right? right. You can you can find ways to. Now, some people can't be taught, but right. but most people, yeah. right? You yeah. can you can kind of plug in right. and, and get them trained up and, and do things, but they don't have the right 
attitude right. or heart condition or, or a mindset, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't it, work. It's just, yeah. it's a waste of time. It's not a good fit. It's not a good you know, it's fit. funny. Uh, um, I'm the, I'm, I don't feel like I'm a great networker. People think that I am because, I, you know, my meaning of minds, I, I know a lot of people and everything. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy uh, connecting people, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm a good networker because I've got a great networker on our team that you know well. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Medina. Yep. So no, Brian. Brian is involved in everything. Oh, my gosh. He is, he is literally... Social butterfly, huh? social black butterfly, <laughs> and uh, and what I've come to kind of come to the feeling is is that I feel like I'm good at networking. I when I when I'm in something, I'm really I can really take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. But he's involved in a lot of things, so he mm-hmm. puts himself out there. As a matter of fact, I tell him if he would work half as hard for self opportunity as he does for every other board that he's on, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> Give him a hard time because you know he's always taking you know going to you know lunches here or doing this right. with this other one. Spends time on weekends. I mean, he's really invested in it, and you know he loves it. He's really good at networking yeah. on the, on the, on that on that piece of it. Mm-hmm. But he does it because he truly has a heart for it. Right. And uh, and so everybody has their different way of doing things or, or or what they're really good at when it comes to networking and what I call networking you might not but I think really what it is is just putting yourself out there mm-hmm. not being afraid to say yes uh, being okay when you say no to something yeah uh, but whatever you do do it genuinely uh, you know do it from the heart uh, it'll come back to you tenfold if you go in versus going into it with that attitude is what am I going to get out of this? You know, you know, you, you, you touched on something. You said something just a moment there when you talked about um, saying yes and saying no. And I, I, admittedly, that's that's an area where I have I have struggled. Mm-hmm. I am uh, by nature, I am a people pleaser, right? right. So I'm an I'm an ENFP right. uh, on mm-hmm. Myers Briggs, yep. mm-hmm. and so I am like. Um, I've, I've, there's been many, many times where I've bitten off more than I can chew, and I've said yes to things right. where I should have said no. And I think, how do you, what advice would you give to people listening who, who fall into that trap, right? right? Like, I got you know, I got invited to this event tomorrow night, and I got to go. I, you know, right. and part of it maybe is is for the for the for the younger generations, it's it's, you know, it could be maybe tagged as, as fear of missing out, right? right? So right. The, the, there's whole that whole thing, right. but. Kind of aside from from that, like what those people that get so wrapped up, like there's, I'm, I'm, you know, my this show is kind of geared towards three types of people, right? The people that are uh, maybe new in their career, right. starting off, and, and and you know they've been told, hey, you need to network, and they're like, well, okay, I don't, know. I gotta, I gotta go network, right. Right. or people that uh, that don't like it or they're not good right. at it, and they know mm-hmm. they got to be better at it, or those that are in transition, right? And they're right. trying to connect dots and all that, but so those people are like, man, I just don't, I don't. I've been told I need to network. I know I know it's important. I don't, but I got invited to this thing this night, and I got invited to this thing this right. night, and they feel like they have to go, go to, yeah. to all those things. What would you so, tell them? How, you how know, would you? Well, one thing I, whether I say yes or something, or if I say no to something, I never say yes or no to anything immediately. Never. Mm. Uh, I give myself uh, not an out, but I give myself some time to reflect on it, and time to reflect on it can be ten minutes, it can be an hour, it can be twenty-four hours, it can be a week. Uh, so hmm. I think if you're able to give yourself a little bit of time to reflect on it and not feel the pressure to say yes or no immediately, because people, frankly, that are asked a question, uh, I've never had anybody in the history I've been doing this business say, well, I need an answer right now. 
if you ask for, hey, can I tell you, can I, can I give me an answer on that tomorrow? Yeah. The answer is always, of course you can. Hmm. Can I tell you that next week? Can I ask you some more questions about what this is going to pertain to? Buy yourself some time so you make a true commitment. And then when you do make a commitment, it's it's like what you said. Uh, sometimes they get over over scheduled on networking. Yeah. I personally believe you get a lot more out of networking when you get involved. So uh, you can you can attend ten events this this coming month. But out of those ten events, how many of them did you say? You know, I like to, I really like this group. I like to, is there is there something I can do to help this group grow? Is there a committee? Is there a, committee is there a volunteer opportunity? Is there... That's the key, uh, because I don't do a lot of events, mm-hmm. but I'm very involved in the events that I'm in, uh, the groups that I'm uh, I say yes to. Reminds so, me of the old like yeah. you know you can you can you can do things in a in a right. broad way. Right. Or a deep way. Right. Sounds like you, yeah. you don't. You're not very broad, but you go very deep. And that's. The, I feel like I get a lot more out of it. I feel like I make truly uh, better connections and friendships mm-hmm. and and long term relationships by going the extra mile. Because the truth of the matter is, how deep can you get? How mm-hmm. much can I share with you that I'm looking for a new job when I'm in a room with 200 other people uh, having a glass of wine and right. somebody's overhearing you in the shoulder. Yeah. I can get a lot more involved with you by they say, man, you know, Seth, this has been a, you, you've done so much for us. You know, remind me again what company you work for. Well, actually, I'm in I'm in transit. You're mm-hmm. in, no, you haven't been swept up. Are you kidding me? Right. Okay. Well, tell me what. Tell me more about what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know. So now I'm involved. I I, I now have a personal commitment yeah. to trying to see what I can do for you. I can't do that over a cocktail and a glass of wine or a beer with 75 other people talking to me in a music right. brand, you know? So, you know, it's just, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, attending a lot of things until you find out what you are good at right. makes a lot of sense. But I think you can also pick and choose the, you know, invitations that you do. How about, so when you when you started, when you first started out Self-Opportunity, um, I, I, I assume that the foundation the core of the business was restaurant hospitality space. It was, was all we did is offer career fairs. We didn't offer anything that we had offered today. Okay, nothing. Okay. So that we was just it. did multi-company career fairs around the nation. That's all how that we started. That's it. But well, you've since since grown that. Now you, you you're involved with with retail, with sales, oil and gas, with medical, right? And those are all areas that um, that were that are new to you. They're right. foreign. They were foreign to you. Like so. So yeah. I have to believe that those involved there was some work done on your part to to make those connections to network and how did you you know how did you start branching out i could i can make up a good story but that's just not the way it is <laughs> um i owe everything that i have today um to the individual recruiters and hr professionals that i worked with wow. so i uh like to say that you know at one time we kind of owned the restaurant industry we mm-hmm. worked with everybody the big players mm-hmm. but they got promoted they left the restaurant industry and went into other industries, and they took me with them. And I've had this same conversation, um, you know, at least a dozen times. Um, you know, Sean, we really like what you do. Uh, how many times have you done this for the medical industry? Well, including you, this will be one. Okay, so uh, I was just real honest with people, mm-hmm. and when they would bring me in to the these other industries, that's how it kind of started. And now we're in every industry that we 
never thought we'd be in. Wow. And we have multiple clients from those industries. Now, once I'm in the industry, now I start marketing to that to right. that industry. Okay. But um, and I and I go to different networking opportunities in those industry. But um, I didn't I, I didn't get to all these industries on purpose. Got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. What about um, <clears throat> kind of what's the coolest most interesting, most unique kind of networking success story or, or kind of what's what's the, the maybe even the oddest, what's the oddest or most unique connection um, that is that you know experience that you've had through networking or relationshiping? Well, you know, again, I, I think of a lot of my best friends um, are people I work with on a daily basis. But a lot of my new friends, mm-hmm. frankly, that I I mean people that I truly spend time with, my family spends time with are people that I've met through these different networking opportunities. Wow. People that you generally want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. You find that you have same interest in it. So somebody I go skiing with every every spring break, uh-huh. I hunt with during hunting season, right. is through somebody I met through networking. Wow. And now my family and his family were best friends. That's awesome. I mean, how cool is that? You know, That's awesome. That's and it's, great. It, it, it didn't start off that way, mm-hmm. but it ended up that way. And now, frankly, we we do less business with him now than I did before. But I consider him to be one of my wow. very best friends, and I trust him immensely. You know, so um, you know, I, I've got so many stories that people come back to me on from mm-hmm. networking that they share with me from something I put on, you know, the meeting of the yeah. minds. And again, yeah. I'm not here to promote meeting of the minds, but it, it's a, just a, a networking learning session for two days that we put on once a year. We have people that have met, mm-hmm. dated from the meeting of the minds. Get out, really. Yeah. We have people <laughs> that have changed jobs because they met somebody there at the meeting of the minds. Uh, that that story can be told a dozen times. Wow. Uh, that's not what the meeting of the minds is about. Sure. That they go there and we allow any displaced recruiter mm-hmm. in the industry to attend the meeting of the minds at no charge. Okay. And so they go, they're able to network during those two days. Um, and it's, it's two long days. I mean, it's, it's a full day, a night and another day. Right. So you have a chance to really get more deep with somebody than you would at a normal two hour networking event, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, you know, we probably have a dozen people that have changed jobs, if not more wow. for, for the meeting of the minds. So, yeah. so let's, uh, since, since we're on that, on that thread, let's, let's, I guess, back up a little bit yeah. and kind of talk about meeting of the minds or, right. uh, here, uh, in the DFW area, DFW area, some people know MOTM, right? right? Yep. And so, yep. you know, mm-hmm. hashtags yep. out yep. there, but talk about kind of how the genesis of that yeah. conference, how it, how it began, what, what it's evolved to, how it's grown, and kind of what your... Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, uh, Seth. Uh, the Media Minds is really unique. It actually got started uh, just having luncheons. Uh, when I would talk to people on the phone when I first started the business, everybody had the same problems, whatever that was. Uh, when ATSs first came on board, everybody was afraid of ATSs. <clears throat> and so they go, hey, what, what is company X using for ATS? Or what is Chili's using? Or what is La Madeline doing? Or, you know, nobody wanted to make the first move. They wanted to kind of find out what was there, right? Mm-hmm. So those questions came on from how much you're paying recruiters to how much how much territory they had, how many units they had to cover. And I started hearing the same thing that no one had any answers or nobody had the perfect answer. They were making it up as they went along. So I started inviting people to have lunches together. Okay. 
And so many people said yes. Like are these like quarterly? Yeah, or, we were doing we were doing quarterly quarterly lunches. lunches. Yeah. Okay, but it became such a monster. Um, people were flying in from around the country Get to be a part out. of the lunches. Wow. <laughs> so I said, well, awesome. well, we might we might have something here. So I said, what if we just did this once a year and brought everybody together? Mm-hmm. And um, and as I said, the rest is history. It's kind of taken off, and now the industry itself kind of leads it. Um, you know, we host it, uh, right. we get everybody together, but you spoke at it. Well, yeah, uh, uh, we, we get people from the industry to speak. There's no selling going involved. We don't even use our name at the meeting of the minds. I mean, it's just, it's about the industry and our guest speakers come to us and to kind of back that up. We, um, you know, we give all the money to charity, you know, just to make wow. sure we can pay for the place. It's grown great. I mean, we, we really have been blessed to have this many people since then. Mm-hmm. People have their own cliques now that are like-minded. So we have some full-service companies that still have quarterly luncheons. Okay. Uh, they name their groups. One's called the Cool Kids Club. Uh, <laughs> we have That's another awesome. one that uh, that all the uh, young brands uh, franchisees. Okay. Yeah. They meet together, um, and so it's it's kind of taken on a whole it like more subcultures yeah, exactly created. and it's been and what a great wow. thing i mean and i even get invited invited to some of them wow that's awesome <laughs> so it's been so how many years oh gosh um i would say 16 16 yeah. years and we have some people we ask this question every year how many of you guys have attended every year and it's still shocking to us how many people really? never miss. Yeah, and so. how many how many attendees are you are you? Uh, like we have two thousand eighteen. How many? Yeah, people we probably you? we're two hundred and fifty to three hundred plus. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. uh, and that's really with zero marketing besides. That's know, amazing. Just past attendees. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So that's it's that's good. Awesome. So let's. Um, Sean Self is walking around Uh-oh. campus at UNT. Mm-hmm. What would you tell the younger Sean stuff? Like, what advice would you have? You could go back uh, and give yourself advice, or yeah, you know, for the for the listeners out there who are kind of just getting their careers started and yeah. trying to figure out this networking thing and what this is all about. What, what advice do you have? Well, I'm gonna it's, again. It's like we talked before we started. Uh, I actually teach a class once a semester up at UNT. That's right. Okay, in HR and uh, recruiting. And I, and I only teach it to seniors that are about ready to graduate. And one thing I tell them, juniors and seniors, excuse me, the, and I tell them all the same thing, you guys all need to graduate with a job in hand. And the coolest thing that I can say is that on this whole networking thing and why it makes it really easy is, especially if you're in transition, uh, is I've never met a bad recruiter. Or, you know, I've, you know, it, it, there used to not be a class you could take to learn how to be in HR. Now right. there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody ended up in HR recruiting, and who who ended up there? It was usually the people with the best personalities, people that could attract other people. And so, I, even today, I still say, don't worry if you ever meet somebody bad in HR recruiting. Don't worry because they won't last very long, right? Point. right. Uh, so most everybody in HR We're kind recruiting, of yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> said so they, they all have great personalities, people you really want to hang out with. So if you connect with them, they typically will connect back with you. Mm-hmm. It's it's very rare that somebody just keeps keeps you at arm length. So I tell all these these individuals, uh, students that are about ready to graduate, and I wish somebody would have told me is, um, you know, have a job before you graduate. Uh, 
as a junior, reach out to the five, ten companies that you really want to work for potentially and introduce yourself. Tell them, hey, um, I'm a junior in uh, college, but I've always wanted to work for you. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to work for you. I'm willing to do anything you, I need to. Uh, would you keep an eye on me while I, my last two years? Can we can continue to converse? And then once a quarter, shoot them an email. Just say, hey, listen, I'd love to sit down and have coffee with you. I'm getting closer to graduation. What can I be doing now to help me get in with your company once I graduate? And, you know, you might not have everybody say yes to you and say, yes, I'll help, you know, follow you or do these things. But the ones that do just goes to show you what company you want to work for, period. Yeah. You know, so put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of rejection. Um, I always say that if I was afraid of rejection, I wouldn't have marry my beautiful wife you know so it all it takes is you know for her to say yes for a recruiter to say yes have that conversation with you it can be life-changing frankly as your big step but get out of your own way and not be afraid to right. to put yourself out there all even as a one yeah all it takes is one all even as a college student yeah so yeah. so uh to, to to close this out, uh, how can uh, how can listeners connect with you? What's what's the best way for them to connect with you? You to know, uh, talk with you, uh, chat with you, learn more it, about it's you. A, and your it's company? embarrassing that um, we're talking about networking, and I'm not on a million platforms. I do have a Twitter account that I never check because it's tied to my LinkedIn. Uh, have an Instagram an Instagram account, but it, I never check it. You know, so uh, but I'm I am heavy on LinkedIn. And the thing about LinkedIn for me, uh, everybody uses it different. I use it for truly for business. Mm-hmm. I keep my LinkedIn very clean, even though I have 3,000 connections. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly tell you that I'd, it'll be hard-pressed to find one connection on my LinkedIn that I don't have some sort of relationship with, know them, want to know them, or are involved in them. So I keep my LinkedIn clean. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me, Sean Self, uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Well, Sean, thank you for uh, for taking time. This well, has been thank great. you, Seth. Yeah. This, is, if you don't mind me saying, uh, this is a, a great topic. I think that uh, that resonates with a large portion of the people out there, whether they are employed, uh, want to have a better position in their own company, in transition, or just doesn't don't doesn't even know how to start. Uh, what you're doing is uh, is timely. I think it's important, and uh, I'm really proud of you for. You know, putting yourself out there to do this. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to Six Degrees or Less. If you enjoyed my conversation with Sean, I hope that you'll like it, subscribe, tweet about it. Seriously, if you let me know somehow that you enjoyed the conversation, that would be greatly appreciated. I hope you'll join me next time when I've got Brandy Shade with me and we are going to be talking all about Strengths Finder and strengths and the different strengths that are out there and how to leverage those strengths as it relates to networking or relationshiping. If you have questions for me, you can reach me at 6degreesorless at gmail.com. That's the number 6degreesorless at gmail.com. Until next time, have a great day.